Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Ghetto. My name is Hans. I'm Edward. And we are your hosts for now and forevermore. Or until the neighbor's dogs comes and and whisks me away because they are very cute and I saw them or yesterday. We and just, just lose all recordings like last week. That is literally like the worst thing that can happen to somebody with a podcast. <laughs> yep, it really is. Thankfully, so, we do have a few redundancies in place. So we we okay, but wait before we get into that. All right, if you are one of our longtime listeners, welcome back, bitches. So, if you are new to Gettle, welcome to one of the internet's best places for gaming, entertainment, technology, and lifestyle news, reviews, previews, and Apple sounds. All wrapped up in a wonderful <laughs> <laughs> MacBook packaging box because those are tight. <laughs> Sorry, Edward, I heard the, the charging noise and I was like, I yeah. might as well just incorporate that somehow into the logo. I mean, the <laughs> intro. Now, uh, speaking a little bit more on what we were talking about now. Yes, fine. Episode 51, season two, episode nine. My audio was 100% corrupt. And as it so happens, it it had to do with um, Mac OS for some very random reason, offsetting my input audio to maximum. So what that ended up happening is that despite the fact that, you know, we have redundancies as in, you know, the team link is recording, we have a separate recording as well. It didn't help. Because macOS had buggered it up on the, the surface level. So I lost all my audio, unfortunately. Edward yep. still sounded lush. But, you know. <laughs> as lush as can be. <laughs> all right. Okay. Let's, let's get straight into it. Edward, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, last few days, I've been waking up with, with headaches, though. Um, and I like, like you're always like, headaches. no, I'm fine, but. And then it's like, the are you is, fell or, or you got bitten by something or like... Well, at this moment, I am fine. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, um, I'm actually good. And when I say that I'm good, I'm good. There's no... You mean it. Yeah. There's, no caveats. Well, 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 well. <laughs> when you well, get I to my age, my there's toes. always a caveat. Okay. Oh, okay. True, <laughs> true, true. true. <laughs> all right uh i'm glad you're good and yeah. to those of you who are listening we hope that you are all doing very well as well thank you once again for joining us for another episode as always mm-hmm. we are loving the feedback we now see that y'all are okay with our whole seasonal structure or rather because we've been doing it for so long you're just going with the flow <laughs> they, they call that what night stalking <laughs> syndrome or whatever <laughs> Oh, that sounds good, Edward. I think put a pin in that for a future episode. <laughs> Night stalking. That sounds I don't good. Think that's a well, thing. no. Okay. Well, I mean, we, we've spoken about sleepwalking, sexomnia, and now you're saying there's okay. night stalking. So let's well, get that and uh, find out okay. if it's legit <laughs> I'll or put not. A pin on that. <laughs> I'll put that on the table. <laughs> All right. So let's get into some reviews and previews before Luscious Content and then NSFW, as per always. Mm-hmm. Right. First things first, a brand new series on Amazon Prime. It is called 
them. And anyone familiar with Jordan Peele's work? Now, as far as I understand, I don't think uh, this is Jordan Peele. I mean, I stand to be corrected. I realize now that some of the notes I made have not updated. So I apologize for not being as informed as I normally would be. And essentially, Them is an Amazon Prime series which has to do with a black family in the early 90s. I would say sort of like between 1905 and I think the uh, the early 1920s, somewhere in, in that era, mm-hmm. whereby the... You know, so I don't know much about American history since I'm not American, all right? But I do know a little bit about like there was there were wars in the South. Um, I think it was actually where the Americans fought against the British, I think. I don't know if that's right or not. Or it might have to do with... It, it was basically with, when they like abolished the whole like slavery thing. Um, oh yeah, you know, Confederate war and stuff. Yeah, there we go. That. So I, I I do apologize. I don't really know enough about American history. So essentially, what I understand while watching this show is that it's about what happened to people of color after slavery had been abolished, and a lot of the the laws began to change, and they were no longer racist by nature. Okay, kind of like the apartheid era, you know, whereby you know people of color could only do certain things or could only sit in certain places. So essentially, what 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 the show deals with is how all of that is being has been is broken for good reason, and is and and people of color are now able to you know buy homes wherever they want to. They can they can go to the cinemas. You, you get what I'm saying, right? That they it's it's taking away the segregation. Okay, now. The show in particular deals with one family and they move into, it's called, I think it's called West Compton or just Compton in, in Los Angeles, which is an area. Yeah. And Compton, it's a that, predominant... that's the, sorry, Hans, um, to interrupt, but Compton, that's basically the, the, uh, today is the gang areas. Well, I guess, so. I suppose by today's standards, it'd be like the ghetto or whatever, but Back mm. back then, you know, with how everything was working out, um, it was a predominantly white area, like most areas throughout the United States. And mm. so this family moves into this area and they're the only black family on the street. And immediately they are not well received. All right. Because, you know, white, these white people be stupid anyway um, <laughs> and, and, and severely racist. Yeah. So the show then explores that element of what it means to be a person of color living within white privilege, you know, or around white privilege. Okay. And it does a superb job of illustrating how ignorance can really be so cruel, you know, and and, and it it portrays both sides really, really well. But but there's more to it than that, though. So initially when I saw the show, I thought, this looks fantastic. I'm all down to see how this is going to work and, you know, how this this family is going to thrive and build themselves up in this racist community, you know? Mm -hmm. But there's more to it than that. So I'm going to initially say what I thought was happening. So, so as, as the the show progresses and as these, uh, you know, the, the, the family, you know, has altercations with people in the neighborhood. And, you know, it's like such dumb things. But, you know, these these racist white bitches 
you know, have nothing better to do with their time than to, you know, really rag on and be horrible to this colored family. Mm-hmm. And it's what, what ends up happening is you, you start to see how this family starts to see things and it starts with the mom. All right. And at first, my initial thought was that this looks like the embodiment of black suppression meaning and what i mean by that is what they what these people are going through this these visions that they're having it's kind of like everyone everyone has a mind you know we all think about things now you know when somebody yeah. makes you really frustrated you want to like a part of you wants to like maybe lash out and hit them or break something around you but you don't you, you might imagine it you might think it but you don't necessarily act upon it. Oh, I do see. So, 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 so my initial sort of understanding of what was going on was that mm-hmm. these were like this family sort of frustrations being personified in the real world, mm-hmm. but through like visions and things. All right. Now, of course, yeah. they didn't act upon it, at least not at the beginning of the series. You know, later on, it's a bit different. However, there is a very not a big twist, but there is a reason why all of this is happening. And it actually has a very supernatural twist to it. Now, I don't want to speak about it because it will, it will effectively ruin the show as to what it is. But mm. the way that they did it was fascinating and very interesting. I will say it didn't sit well with me from a spiritual perspective. I actually, it actually kind of like, if without hopefully being too spoilery, I don't like things to do with ghosts and demons. And, you know, I I feel it's things like that. They, they don't sit well with me. Like it freaks me out. Like I'm already somebody who doesn't like being in the dark and having to go upstairs. Okay. So, Mm. (laughs) you know, so I didn't expect that element of the show and it, it, Mm. it really was something now. That aside, I really want to speak about how absolutely excellent the cast were. Um, in particular, the family, which was Deborah Ayorinde, Ashley Thomas, Shahadi Wright-Joseph, and Melody Hurd. Just absolutely phenomenal acting from everybody. So in addition to them, it's also Alison Pull as like the super racist white hoe in the street. And <laughs> Ryan Quanton, who who... You all know him from True Blood, from True Blood days, yeah. Yep. And he also has this this twist that you're kind of like, whoa, you know. But you know, it's all going to do with like people get their just desserts, okay? You want to be a racist, but you're going to get what comes to you. Anyway, so <laughs> it's 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 really look. The reason why I bring up the whole American standpoint is because we're Edward and I are South African, so we our country has its own heritage in terms of you know, the apartheid era and so on and so forth. Now, I'm very unfamiliar with the American history. And, you know, it, I am ignorant of, the, of what happened there. Um, mm-hmm. But watching the show, I kind of feel that they possibly did a good job of actually explaining certain things. You know, like they cover things like blackface, which is something, well, that I'm not, I don't think we've had in South Africa. I didn't, I'm not aware of it happening here. Maybe it did in the really, really early 20s. I don't know. Um, but, you know, they speak about or they showcase that and why it's not 
appropriate today. You know, little things like that, you know, which, which they, it's very American in that sense, but so, 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 so well done. And the cinematography, my goodness, let me tell you, probably one of the most incredibly shot shows that I've seen in a very, very, very long time, especially like the dichotomies between the characters and the way things are shown off and how the camera angles give you that sense of dread, mm-hmm. but purely because it's a camera angle, not because there's anything there. It is absolutely phenomenal in that sense. And it's a very, very good TV series. I must admit, um, I do recommend it. Even though I said, like I said, it, it, the, the, the supernatural horror, horror element really did not sit well with me. <laughs> but, but the rest of it, though, you know, the exploration of like the race debate and so on and so forth. It's just so, so, so well done. And I will also say that the show is not for sensitive viewers. So they do deal with, um, you know, a lot to do with, with death and there's rape, there's physical violence. You know, there's, it's, it's very intense. And there's also a very perverse religious element to it. So it's good though. It's uh it's uh, people need to watch it just for the 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 story, you know, and to, and how these this family overcomes. It's just it's it's good. It's it's really good. <laughs> that is good though. I, I hope I hope I did it justice explaining it. <laughs> well, <laughs> um let me put it this way. Um the, the whole American segregation thing is a big topic that interests me a lot. Um, even though I know nothing about it, as you said, we are, I am ignorant uh, as a South, yes. South African. Um, but one of the things that drew me in for Lovecraft County or country, sorry, is the that whole aspect. And just by the way you described it now, it does sound super interesting. Uh, you and you know what? The the more I watched of this show, I kind of felt I would love a South African version of this. Because, you know, mm. we, we have a very, you know, troubled and rich history. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, you know, the this show, Them, also explores American folklore to an extent. All right. And I would love to see that from a South African perspective, you know, where we look at African heritage and African folklore. Uh, look, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but like. That. I would be interested in seeing them from a, a, an African, pers- a South African perspective. You know, I, I think it would be super interesting. There's you know, a free plus, pitch plus to it anyone also, listening. It, it, it also will bring light to, you know, what happened in that era. You know, it, it's yeah. Just, look, it goes without saying that the show is OTT to an extent, you know, like mm-hmm. obviously the things that they show, but that's because it's, it's a TV series, but it's, it's so, so, so good. <laughs> that's I think that's going on my watch list. So now, now moving on to something that's not so good. Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, it's not from good. Disney. I heard, I heard uh, that's some of one of the uh, greatest ones. No, yeah? I I disagree. I I am a fan of Disney animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, Pixar animation, especially since we're in the, the age of CGI. Yeah, but I really found Ryan the Last Dragon to be average. It's not all that good. I found the humor to be very flat, very I would I wouldn't say puerile because it wasn't really dirty, but very much for children. You know, mm-hmm. like as an adult watching, I was like, eh, that's that's you know predictable. Knew this was going to happen. It was quite obvious that that was going to be the narrative arc. 
You know, there's no real surprises. I will admit, it is beautifully done. So the the visuals surprised me the most because there were actually certain parts of the film which looked photorealistic, despite the fact that the entire movie is CGI. That's so cool, actually. Now, of course, when I say that, I don't mean in terms of like the dragon or the characters. I mean the actual scenery, you know, the, the deserts and the water, you know, things like that looked absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. But yeah, it's very much a very much a kids movie um you know i know that animation is generally for children but you know you do get certain animated movies that cater to both pixar movies are very good at doing that and the next one on my list is actually soul so i'll let you know what that's like hopefully next week oh you know so yeah yeah, um ryan the lost dragon is okay i didn't think it was all that good like i said extremely predictable a lot of the stuff you could guess and you know what's going to happen um but beautiful looking if you've got children watch it you'd probably enjoy it then where does it fall on the EGAD scale? Average. Okay, I thought as much. Uh, oh, and them, I would say good, bordering on exceptional. I just okay. I, I was too. It freaked me out too much for me to give it exception. <laughs> <laughs> that happens if you're not comfortable watching something. I, I, I wasn't. I just wasn't. Like I couldn't. Yeah. I, there were times where I had to. I, like I know that sounds so bad, but. I had to look away. I was so afraid of what was going to come up on the screen, like behind the character. Or, and then eventually, towards the, the later episodes, it, 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 it sort of, when you understand what it is, you know, and the mystery is sort of gone, I wasn't afraid mm. anymore. But then it Makes didn't sense. sit nicely with me from a different perspective. And yeah. that's from a, um, a religious perspective a deeper perspective. right that's cool uh, you know and i I'm, I'm i don't mind admitting that and you know and I, and I don't mean that in a biased way i just mean that you know the show does touch on some truths of how some people abuse religion you know for mm. their own gain and it is awful that people have used the bible many times in the past to you know encourage racism and it's really not right because in my personal opinion if you really read it Okay, specifically from the point of Jesus Christ, it means something entirely different. I'm not going to go into that, but that's yeah, yeah. just, you know, it, 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 that part also just, you know, because that's, I mean, yes, look, from a creative perspective, it's excellent. What can I say? It's a really mm. good show. That's good. <laughs> you know, a show is good when you feel uncomfortable watching it, but you still enjoy it. Um, well, this was, this was the thing. This was the thing. Uh, so, you, now, I understand the uncomfortableness that I was feeling had nothing to do with what the racism part of it. Of course, I mean, yeah. You know, that wasn't it that. It was really the, the, like, that like religious like part. That was like, oh, you know? Yeah. And the then more also, also oh my goodness, there was a scene where um, the character um, Lucky, what she goes through, good grief, Edward, that was just, it brought back memories of when we were attacked last year. So, you know, that mm. was also very difficult to watch. But then yeah. again, at the same time, it was needed in order to prove to push the story forward. Yeah, you know. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, now Ed, you mentioned Monster Hunter Rise last week, and you did yes. say that you wanted more time to sort of get your thoughts around it. Now, yeah, we're, we're here a week later. Has anything changed? Is it good? I know that um, one of our listeners actually messaged in and was like yeah you can spend 400 hours in the game and it's got like a 10 hour story so yeah (laughs) it's it's good it's it's not exceptional for a number of reasons that i list in in my review the um, the major reason being um just the fact that it's 
I don't feel like the Switch is made for the game. Um, or the, rather, the game is made for the Switch. I don't feel it's a good platform for the game. It it feels... Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Um, but But it feels like the game shouldn't be there. It feels like the game should be on a big platform like Xbox or PC or the like. Um, and that's one well, of the bigger reasons. It just how feels about wrong. This? How um, about... So mm. your thoughts haven't changed much, which is good. Not much. How about we put a peg in this for now until mm-hmm. you play it on PC? And, th- yeah, and then I would genuinely be curious to know... What you what the which platform you okay? It's obvious which platform you're gonna you're gonna. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna buy it. That's that's my question. <laughs> no, I mean um, I mean which platform you you would you would recommend? I'm gonna assume it's yes, gonna be PC, yes, but I'm yes, genuinely yes. curious to know like how different it actually is. Yeah, or would um, be, you know. I am actually very curious as well. I think many of the things will will not only feel different but look different as well. To be fair, um, but but yeah, my thoughts haven't changed much beyond that. I did write a weapon guide for for it for new beginners and returning veterans just to get uh, kind of uh, get them rolling and in terms of what weapons to expect in the game. Um, short, long story short, it's the same weapons as in World, um, just with new silk bind attacks, uh, which is what the wire bug is for. Okay, that's awesome. And as always, yeah. we will link to any reviews or articles that we generally discuss whenever possible. So looking for a Monster Hunter Rise Weapons Guide? We got you. Yeah, <laughs> we got you covered. <laughs> well, Edward. Yeah. Speaking of, well, we aren't actually speaking of secret languages, but this is what we're going to speak about now. Hey. <laughs> 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 Did you know that elephants have a secret language? I did not, to be frank. Um, So this is absolutely incredible new research. And it has to do with the fact that, I mean, look, all of us know elephants, right? Big, beautiful, hulking, dinosaur-like creatures. I'm coming back to this dinosaur element. Scary creatures. No, no. okay, well, I I guess because, because they're so big. Yes, now, we're all aware of how, you know, they make trumpeting noises and, you know, you're like, oh, you know that that's an elephant that's shouting or whatever the case is, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, as it so happens, elephants also have a very unique rumble that is so low, it is inaudible to humans. It's actually under the, the 20 hertz uh, ban. That's cool. That's And... Researchers actually discovered it by accident because they they noticed how elephants were managing to communicate without audible communication or at least audible to us. Yeah, yeah. And my understanding is it's called infrasonic. So it's whereby they actually do this such a low rumbling that um, elephants in the immediate vicinity can hear them. But because it's at such a low frequency, it can actually span over kilometers. That's so not, not just in the general vicinity, but also elephants further away. And the understanding is that an elephant's in a parade, because that's actually what a group of elephants is called. How cool is that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> a parade of elephants. That's cool. A parade of elephants. That's cool, right? Anyway. Yeah. As it so happens, they have a call specifically for humans. Hey? 
the, now, the, the, it, the, the, it, the white skins. <laughs> so so it, it, it's actually, it's interesting you say that because the what the scientists found is that elephants can actually distinguish racial ethnicity That's in amazing. humans. That's and, cool. And, and different ethnicities actually have different vibrational tones. And I know, right? It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And that's so, so, so look, look, all of this. No, elephants are not racist. Before no, 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 no. I did not think that. <laughs> look, all, all of this comes down to essentially how this was discovered. And this is the most fascinating thing about it is scientists were looking at how are these elephants stopping bee attacks? So, yes, an elephant might be big. It might look strong, but they're actually highly susceptible to bee stings especially on their trunks, which are very sensitive and around the eyes. and that. Now, you know, not, they're not like us with hands that can just, you know, wipe this stuff off or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. And it's, it just so happens that they have this tone to warn other elephants about bees. And then they have a movement which shakes their head to get the bees off of them. So through identifying that, they then discovered that there was a certain tone, another infrasonic tone, that only occurred when tribal people who live in the same area were nearby so what the scientists did is they actually recorded the voices of the tribal people and then played that back to other elephants that weren't actually within the you know where they initially made the recording and all of the elephants reacted in the same way and that is they immediately go into like an alert you know like and move away and then they, they become a bit like anxious and then they move away from the noise Wow. Isn't that incredible? The and danger then of course, animals were close. No, seriously. And, and then through that, you know, it, it's also sad in a way. You know, like, it, it's really amazing research. But it's sad that, you know, the elephants have to fear us in the first place. Yeah. You know, it's, it's such a pity that the humans are the way that we are. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, it's just incredible. And, and you know that whole thing of, like I said, they can actually distinguish between different ethnicities and mm-hmm. how everybody has a different rumble. It's just incredible that they can even do that. And so... The, the big thing about this is that these are not just noises, but this is actually elephant language. Well, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> what it is. Like, isn't any language just noise? Um, but, but, but or this, rumbles, this... deep rumbles. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> like, like, like when your stomach is rumbling and... It... <laughs> exactly. Tell you, you that know you're someone's hungry. hungry or you're hungry. <laughs> language of food. <laughs> um... This is some precursor type shit because aren't elephants like oh? 60 million years old or something? And maybe maybe the precursors, the humans that came before, they learned it from them or because of them? You, you mean ele- elephants through what like a genetic history have yeah. learned to uh, talk the, at this volume so that exactly. humans can't understand them? The, the reason I'm saying this is because... You mentioned that they they played this tone to elephants that weren't near these people or near this recording, and yes. they still knew what was up. So yes. obviously, there's some some genetic understanding going I on. I think I, th- I think you you might be right to an extent. It could mm-hmm. also it could also maybe mean that this this really low frequency there might be certain levels to it, and maybe one of those levels, uh, you know, just like any language, right? One of those levels means danger, regardless of oh. what it is. Do you okay, know what I mean? so it's so, like panicky so, rumbling or whatever. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so maybe like one spe- specific 20 hertz uh, 
sound is your rumble means danger. Then another one means danger because it's this tribe. Does that make sense? Or danger, it's lions, you know, so that they can actually specify. But but either way, the the tone of danger means danger. So the elephants Mm -hmm. know, regardless of what it is, that there is danger and that they must be weary and cautious and move. Now, and one of the interesting things about this is, you know how often they say that when you see an elephant and it's flapping its ears, it's because it's trying to cool down? Yeah. That is partially true. It also just so happens that... Flapping ears is generally when they're doing the rumbling voice. Oh. You know? So that, that's okay. often why sometimes, you know, if you, if you go, like, we're very privileged in South Africa. You know, we have, like, the Kruger Park, and it's one of the most incredible nature reserves. And often you'll see elephants in the distance. And those that have babies, often you'll see, like, the mother will just stand in front, and she'll, her ears will flap. That's yeah. very much a sign of... I'm not cooling myself, bitch. I'm telling you, mind your effing business because I'm going to rip you a new one if you come towards my child. <laughs> Actually, also, um, I distinctly remember, and I've seen this, um, there's this YouTube channel that that do live shows of someone just driving through the Kruger all day. Um, I've seen many times that whenever there's a little baby elephant, they'll constantly shake their head. And Obviously, we as humans attribute that to, oh, they're being playful, they're play, playing with the big flumpy ears or whatever. Maybe that's them getting used to these rumbles, getting used to picking up these this language. Like, they don't understand this you, rumble you, they you, can't really you hear. Could be, you could be very right. Look, it's, it's probably a multitude of things. I mean, it's not to say that mm. head shaking is always this, but you are right. How else are mm. children supposed to learn? Exactly. You know, look, it's just absolutely incredible. And, you know, it, it really makes me wonder this. We, we're consistently learning new things all the time, you know, about mm. the animals on our planet, in the depths of the oceans and so on and so forth. And, you know, I'm a huge proponent of Jurassic Park. You know, I want this to happen. Now, yes. I, I don't know if they've done research into if crocodiles and things have this sort of low baritone, you know, alert system or maybe even rhinos do it i'm not not sure i'd have to maybe look a little bit into it but imagine we're able to bring these these fascinating beautiful creatures back and they have an alert system like that imagine able to communicate over kilometers knowing like velociraptors know you know all i'm gonna say (laughs) is that we have six movies now six showing why this is a bad idea listen it's a great idea and Elon Musk wants it to happen. Oh, well, he, well, actually, he didn't say that he wants it to happen. But according to Max Hodak, which is his alleged, I think, business partner for Neuralink, you know, that thing we spoke about? Um, I think it was last fellow year, founder, I think. Yeah. With the um, that chip in the brain and they can read whatever, you know, read your thoughts or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. He says, he says, and I, and I want to say and I quote, but I'm going to paraphrase. He says that their company has the technology, the resources, and the money to actually make Jurassic Park happen if they wanted to. Okay, but <laughs> let, let me just interject for a second. <laughs> Jurassic Park is not also the dinosaurs. Maybe they just want an island which looks like Jurassic Park. What do you mean? You mean are just, talking about from like, just like the a park. plant perspective? Just the park. <laughs> Like the buildings and the pens. No, he specifically mentioned 
he specifically mentioned bringing back dinosaurs. And then he even <sighs> went into detail about it, all right? And he said that it, they wouldn't be perfect recreations because, just like in the films, oh, hey, yes. Dr. Wu, they took <laughs> elements from other animals to fill in the genetic code to create the dinosaurs. Now, it sounds absolutely fantastic. I need these people to do it because I'm all in. But at the same time, at the same time, when you are messing with genetic code and you are bringing in aspects of genes from other animals to create something that was once extinct and it is therefore no longer an original copy, that's how Jurassic World happens. <laughs> um, Not Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, where we have that, that I've forgotten the name of that dinosaur that camouflages itself because they used like octopus DNA. And oh gosh. <laughs> it's not a real dinosaur. That's why I've even forgotten its name. Well, it became um, a dinosaur apparently. No, but well, this is, what, this is what I'm saying. So anyway, they say they've got it, that they've got the tech. Now, uh, playing devil's advocate, he could have just said this stuff just to speak about Neuralink again. Basically just to be like, oh, you know, our tech is so advanced. But everybody's like, Listen, bitch, you still haven't proven anything other than making a glorified, um, it's not, not necessarily an ECG, but basically a brainwave monitor. What did you actually do? <laughs> yeah. The thing is, maybe they really do have the tech. They just don't want to come out with it. You know, no. We don't know what's uh, going no, on. No, no. Listen, listen, listen. This is just the guy Let, no. doing damage control. <laughs> Let's be uh, real here, okay? Because he leaked some shit. If you could make a dinosaur, even one that is 70% of what a real dinosaur would be, you would make so much money. Okay? See, and, and, and it's not even about the money. I just want to see one. I want to see what a dinosaur looks like. I need to see a real dinosaur before I die. <laughs> the, Y'all have about 100 years left, okay? <laughs> okay, so, so uh, give or take. So if, let's say this, this park happens, Let's say the the first dinosaur is made. It's a stegosaurus. It's a it's a herbivore. What 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 what? How much do you think a ticket will cost? Just just for entry. Well, I mean, imagine putting it in a nice enough habitat. See, zoos are awful. I don't believe in zoos, right? So let's think safari. Well, okay. Let, okay. Let, let's think. Okay. No, let's think safari. Like like so it's one Park, big like you're talking about with the elephants. Yes. So okay. you make a herd of stegosaurs, and basically. You know, the way that it works is you stay on the island. There are only stegosaurs on the island. So it's not, there's nothing yes. that can eat you. Okay. It's just plant herbivores. Yeah. And you then have to basically pay for lodging and then a tour guide. So, I mean, in South Africa, on average, if you were to do this for a weekend, it would probably cost you about 10,000 rand, maybe more, that, you know, depending on where you go. So yeah, I would imagine a similar cost. You know, it would be Some, transport okay, to so, the location and then being there. So, look, it wouldn't be cheap mm-hmm. is what I'm getting at. It's not going to be for the average person, rather, unfortunately. M- maybe so, it would come at a later stage. Maybe when they, they create tiny compasignathus and they take them on, like, a road trip. Then you then you charge, okay, like, okay. like, like $20 or, like, 200 rand a ticket so you can actually see a real dinosaur. Because I would pay... I would pay a lot of money to see a real dinosaur. <laughs> I know That's you me, though. I, I, I'm like a super uh, fan, but but honestly, I could imagine maybe like like 400 rand a ticket, and then you go into a, a hall or something, and then they have like 
maybe babies and eggs and maybe one to even pet. A petting zoo. I'd rather not because, you know, that's a bit cruel because they are animals. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying though, right? Like maybe yeah, yeah, even I just a, a, you know, a, a portable, uh, you know, center with some of these animals in them. Not a lot, just a little bit. Like, I, yeah. mean, I mean, we went to go watch, it was like Avengers, I think the beginning of last year. And that was like 400 rand a ticket. And that was not worth the money. Okay. And that was yeah, for kids. No it was like four hundred rand a second. So I mean, I yeah. would much rather pay four or five hundred rand to see a dinosaur, <laughs> a baby Compsognathus. <laughs> oh well, maybe not necessarily a Compsognathus. Like we're talking about herbivores, right? So, um, uh, okay, a, a small-ish herbivore, I guess, because you know, a Stegosaurus would be quite massive. That would grow quite yeah. big, unless, of course, you breed one purposefully small. I mean, you are using genetics here, so you might as well make a miniature one. Like a miniature uh, schnauzer or a miniature poodle. Now that you mention it, people will do this. I mean, oh my gosh, you, you could you imagine buying a dinosaur in a pet shop? A teacup <laughs> stego. A teacup raptor. By, gosh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> See, this is why. No. This is why. This is why humans don't have nice things. <laughs> 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 you could just imagine wow. me being like, no, I want it. I need a teacup raptor in my life, you know? <laughs> and then that becomes your outdoor pet. Oh, no, gosh. I don't know about outdoor pet, but it would... It's going to nibble a... at everyone's ankles. Well, okay, not a teacup raptor, because that's obviously going to eat your fingers and stuff. Okay, It's going to be yeah. sharp. But, but imagine like a teacup triceratops. No. Okay? It's a herbivore. It's going to like bump you. You're, you're, you're going to have to fight. If it stabs it's, you every it's... now and again, oh, well. You have to file its I mean, warrants down. We are, people already clip the wings of birds. So, I mean, how exactly. is that any different? Yeah. Anyway, anyway. I get that. So, <laughs> we're digressing. <laughs> um, there, is, there is something to do with genetic engineering that I want to talk about. But before we get there, mm. okay, we're going to talk about something that is absolutely ludicrous. And I am, do not ever want to see this. Okay, hey, speaking of ludicrous. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. In the movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. What what Hans is is getting at is we might. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we all know and love the Fast and Furious franchise, don't we? Um, <laughs> That's me pretending um, to throw up for those of you who can't see the video. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they could probably hear that. They think you actually threw up. To be fair, um, <laughs> just a little. Fast and Furious is. Absolutely ridiculous. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, it's it's a franchise of racing cars. It started out as illegal racing, then it became heist movies, then it just became random ass superhero movies. You know, or something. I will um, say, you know, the original like two were actually decent. They were no, actually pretty good. No, the, the, I mean, I mean, in in the grand scheme, look, I'm really yeah, the one yeah, who yeah, doesn't yeah, like the that. Fast and the Furious franchise. But if you compare the trash. That is coming out now versus like the first one or two. There's a huge difference. Like the first one or two kind of had like a story and it was like a redemption arc, you know, like with the brother coming out of prison and all of this stuff. Now it's just like, let's see how fast we can shoot this McLaren at the top of this building in Dubai. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It is ridiculous. Okay. (laughs) I, I will give you that much, but it's still movies that you watch once and you enjoy. It's not movies that you feel like, oh, you've just wasted time, except for this Hobbs and Shaw crap. That was crap. <laughs> anyway, I digress. So 
as we all know, as you mentioned, that yeah, McLaren's out of Dubai Towers. Um, yeah, the the newest one, Fast and Furious Nine, um, not ninety yet. They <laughs> are the they have transforming cars, okay? Which essentially oh, are you take, serious? Is this like is this like Transformers now? No, it it's not. It's close, but it's not. So essentially, in the trailer, which is available to anyone to watch, there is this scene where they literally. The car just starts flying. It just takes off. And uh, all the headlines is like, oh, Fast and Furious is going to space next. And listen, that might be true, bitch. Uh, but what about the polar opposite? But, what but if, before space, we're going to go to where it went? To the Jurassic era. Um, just, listen, so, just no. Just <laughs> no. Okay. Look. Look, I thought you'd be interested in this, even if no, just no. curiosity. Um, so, so while it's not been explicitly stated, um, Comic Book, um, the website, asked the long-time director, Justin Lin, if he would be interested. And short short answer is yes. Um, apparently, he doesn't say no to anything. That's I think that's why Vin Diesel got his way with the franchise the way he wait, did. Wait, wait. Look, um, look, so Justin Lin wants to do... Jurassic World meets. Fast He's and open Furious. to the idea of. So, w- what is it going to be? Is it going to be like, I don't hey, know. bruh, let's let drag race the Rex, <laughs> and then they're gonna they're gonna what speed down a mountain? I mean, what what? To even... be fair, if this ever happens, <laughs> I think what'll happen is there'll be some time tech, some portal will open, they'll speed through it, and they'll suddenly. Be oh my god! Dra- racing on top no. of a Gigonathus's back or something. No, I can't. Um, I can't. <laughs> I bet you and then, it's and gonna then, happen. And now. then the whole movie will be trying to get enough speed to get back to the future. Is this basically? <laughs> basically, um, yeah. It's just ridiculous. I thought you'd like this, but um, actually, Listen. Ian made me aware of this. So thanks, Ian, for sending that in. Look, um, I'm already disappointed in where the Jurassic World movies are going. All right. So the fact that you want to couple this with a franchise I literally have zero interest in at all is not good news to me. All right. Yeah. We really have Godzilla versus Kong. We don't need Godzilla versus the Fast. Actually, I would watch that. Godzilla versus Fast and the Furious. Because at least I know that all die by the end of the film. <laughs> well. And then, it, and then that would no, be no. it. <laughs> What'll happen is the Power Rangers will come in and they'll all team up to beat some listen, listen, mega listen. lizard. Power Rangers obey, okay? So, sorry for you. So is Godzilla. Yeah, I know, but we're, talk- we're talking about the, fi- the, the FF people, the Fast and the Furious people. They must just, that crossover. franchise must just die, okay? <laughs> Honestly. <Yeah. laughs> Can I just end it already? That's what I'm saying. If it was with Godzilla, Godzilla could kill them all and that would be the end. But he won't because he's a good guy. <laughs> no, the, she, the, the, no, no, no. The time travel from the Fast and the Furious meets Jurassic Park would come into play. So they just reverse it, everything. Like Superman. Oh, there we go. Anyway, there anyway. Right. This is absolutely ridiculous conversation. <laughs> it's so moving good. On to, <laughs> moving, on, no, yeah, moving on to something a little bit more science-y. And this is once again to do with the genetics that I was talking about earlier with regards to Elon Musk's partner and how they might have the tech and so on and so forth. COVID is out there. There are a lot of vaccines all over the, the world. One of mm-hmm. the ones that are m- the most interesting to me is the, m- the, the Moderna and the Pfizer-BioNTech, specifically the Pfizer-BioNTech. And that's because it's using the new mRNA tech 
you know, whereby I, they include the, the protein like instructions for your body to rebuild just the dead protein spike on the COVID virus, you know, within the antibodies of your system. And it uses yeah. mRNA for that. And it's absolutely fantastic. It's wonderful. We've spoken about this many times in the past. What is so incredible about mRNA research? And for those who don't know, it's not new. mRNA research has been around for almost about a decade and a half now, maybe even two decades. But the COVID vaccine is the first one to actively use it in human populations. Now, okay. what's really great about this, and I, I know, you, like I can see you, you, you're wondering, where am I going with this? Where am I going with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going towards an, a vaccine for HIV, AIDS. Mm. How incredible. And, you know, cool. it's not even just talking about it. It's not even just a hypothetical anymore. There is actually an HIV vaccine that is currently in phase one trials already. And apparently it's working and it has a 97% efficiency or effectiveness. That's coming from zero or nothing. Yes, right? And and this is all to do with, again, as we've said before, mRNA technology. And and what the vaccine Mm. does is it, it, it successfully stimulates the production of rare immune cells that are needed to generate antibodies for HIV. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, it's absolutely incredible. So there's a little bit more to it than that. I'll, I'll read a bit of what I wrote here. So essentially what the vaccine does is it acts as an immune primer, whereby it triggers the activation of naive B cells via a process called germline targeting. And it's the first stage in a multi-step vaccine regimen that they're hoping to produce one day for people. And what it does is it essentially will help create something called broadly neutralizing antibodies or BNABS is is the the acronym. And apparently, yeah, BNABS, BNABS. So apparently, according to researchers, BNABS is what they are considering the holy grail of HIV uh, vaccine research. That's amazing. And it's just, it's really incredible. Do you want to know why this is even more incredible? just in case you might be wondering if it could actually get any better than this, because it can. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The same tech is being used to target cancer. Now, now not just any cancer, all right? Um, In particular, they're looking at metastatic cancer. So it's the one where, you know, it it spreads around the body, right? Yeah. Um, And in particular, as far as I understand, and I stand to be corrected, but the research is currently for, um, I think it was, I don't, I'm not, okay, I don't want to mention which one because I, I might be wrong, but it was one specific mm-hmm. kind of cancer. And the interesting thing about it, is, about it is that they're also in phase one trials for this. And it's effective. That's amazing. Right? So That's we're, so we're, cool. We're heading into an era where one day you might be inoculated against things like HIV and certain cancers just from the get-go, from like as a child, boom, done. You can now live your life and worry free. I'm just Isn't that incredible? That, that scene from the host where they spray whatever gas you have on you and whatever you have, and then suddenly everything goes away. Well, That's I mean, you're what not I'm wrong. Imagining now. You're not wrong. So, I mean, Jeez. with the exception of breathing it in, you just boop into the, your arm, and you know maybe you'd end up with that weird little you know vaccine circle or whatever. But hey, yeah, then you're free to not worry about. HIV and certain cancers. Like, 
I know that they're, they're already doing incredible... Um, there is already a vaccine for a certain cancer to do with um, with women. I've forgotten the name now. But it's, if, you, if women have it before the age of, I think it's 21, it prevents them from getting a certain kind of cancer in, the, I think, in the uterus or in the vagina, something there. I stand oh, to be wow. corrected, of course. Um, mm. And they, they've been doing even more studies into it. And they're, they're saying that even people later on in life in their 30s can still take it and it's still effective. Um, but cool. but the fact that we're moving into an era where vaccines can stop things like cancer, sign me up, y'all. Sign yeah. me up. This, okay? this is amazing. Yes, and who knew, it is. <laughs> who knew it only took a pandemic for us to get there? Well, I mean, look, it's not. It's it's more so along the lines of mRNA research has been around for a long time, as I've mentioned before. Yeah, it's more so that they were. Not dragging their heels, but you know, it takes a long time to develop vaccines like this and to establish the technology and to make sure that it's safe for humans and so on and so forth. Mm. COVID has accelerated that point because we needed something immediately to try and combat this. So that mm. there's no there's no luxury of waiting another five years to make sure. I mean, like I said, it's phase one trials at the moment using mRNA tech. Now that's not just because of that's... COVID. It, you know, it's just that's the but, procedure to go through in order to make sure that this can become viable for everybody else. You see? It's still so good, yeah. It's still incredible, yeah. though. And this is why we need to not really worry about taking this vaccine. Yes, I am also part of the group who does believe that I would like more research into the long-term effects of these vaccines. Because not to say that they were rushed, you know, but, you know, they were they were, they were pushed in order to get us safe from this this virus and really that's more important than the small complications that are currently arising from some of them in my personal opinion yeah so yeah it's very interesting and i'm, I'm looking forward to one day having my my one world bill gates jab that protects me from everything oh that'll be amazing the, the <laughs> illuminati jab the, yeah the illuminati jab <laughs> gosh Okay, Ed, uh, now oh, something else, moving on to a little bit more, and I think something a little bit more different, and that has to do with locations in the world and what would happen yes. if you had to dig straight down from where you currently are. Yeah, so so the common, for the longest time, there's been this this trope on, on media and everywhere that <laughs> if you dig straight down, you'll, you'll just end up in China. Or yes. That, that's usually the, the big... Um, cliche turns out there's a website that will actually tell you exactly where you'll pop up um and it's called antipodesmap.com now an antipode is literally that it's it's going through through a circle and and getting through to the other side i didn't know that uh yeah and i found this by literally happen chance because i was searching i was literally googling Cool website. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> because giving, I was giving bored. Insight. I was waiting for my dad to wake up. <laughs> it's more like giving insights into the ghetto process. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and I found this and it's fascinating. Now, I didn't do a lot of the, the actual checking where you'd pop up. Because, uh, so, so oh. how it works is in the website, you, you put your, your location and it'll tell you on the bottom half of the website where you'll pop up. And I did just home and it's literally just in the sea somewhere. Um, but turns but out I did you can, a few other ones. Yeah. Hans <laughs> um, went a little bit further. I had to. I had to. So 
Edward is talking here about, you know, obviously, so we both live, well, I haven't lived in Benoni for a while now, but we both technically live in Benoni. That's considered our home in uh, yeah. the, the greater Johannesburg area of Gauteng, South Africa. And if you put in, like, my house, Edward's house, it's all roughly the same area. It kind of, it comes out into the ocean just above Hawaii. And I thought, that's very interesting. So where does Hawaii go? <laughs> and, and, you know, because I mean, if, if, if it's not us, who else is it? You know, like, so I, I did it and it turns out that it ends up in the northwest district of Botswana. So if there was one day a hyperloop that went straight through the middle of the earth from Botswana all the way through to the other side, it would come out in Hawaii. <laughs> that's cool. And all of a sudden I want that hyperloop. So yeah, all of a sudden. <laughs> that, that, that's that's just cool. Um, I see you also searched Perth. Yes, so um, I did. I did the other Australian cities as well, and they didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. But wow, I did Perth. It landed on the island of the Bermuda, <laughs> and I was like, like like this. Okay, Perth is a lovely city and everything, but really it is on the arse end of the country. So this yeah. this this it, city that is isolated from everyone sense. else. You know, yes, exactly. Yeah, to go to, to the arse end of <laughs> vanishing ships. Gosh. Then I also did uh, Buckingham Palace. And this one was a mm-hmm. fun one because it basically almost comes out at New Zealand, which is a Commonwealth country. So I just thought that that was, that was fun. Um, then, of course, since I then ended up at New Zealand, I was like, well, where does Auckland take you if you happen to live in Auckland, New Zealand? It takes you to Spain. So it's very interesting See, how, that's... you know, when you, when you look at the world as a globe, you know, this really illustrates how it's very much of a, it's a circle. Yeah. You know, and how a sphere. Actually, there is a, it's actually, it's strange. I should have brought in another topic that I discovered weeks ago, but I put it in our maybe section in another note. And it actually has to do with maps. And how there's different names for different maps and how many of them don't actually showcase the sizes of the countries that we see in there. Yep. So I've forgotten the name for it. But anyway, I'll link it in the show notes so you guys can just go and have a look at it in any case because, you know, we've basically spoken about it now. But it's just yeah, yeah, interesting yeah. to note that, like, basically, if you had to dig in a straight line through the earth from Auckland, New Zealand, that you'd end up in Spain of all places. That's cool. Yeah. That's super cool. Now, speaking of points on a map <laughs> edward found something that is absolutely ridiculous and no doubt this was from his cool website search <laughs> it was <laughs> so um giving away all of my damn trade secrets edward now who, who wants to listen to listen to <laughs> to Gettle anymore when you can just like, google cool websites uh, if, there, if there's anything i've learned is that people <laughs> don't want to do their own searching so that's why so so the second website i found is it's called pointerpointer.com. Now, if you would give this any thought, what, what would you think it is? Pointerpointer.com. Um, yes. That's it. Just pointerpointer. Exactly. Oh, it's gosh. The, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The first thing that would come to my mind, and it's got absolutely nothing related to what this is about, is a dog for some reason. You know, like a, like a pointer. Like a, oh, a, I get know? that. I know that's I really weird, that. but I mean, we always speak about animals and things. So that's just one of the... One of the things, I suppose. Well, well, what this is, is a website that detects <laughs> where your mouse pointer is at any given time. And it brings up an image 
I don't know from where. I assume Flickr or or some stock image website, and it literally has someone or something pointing directly at your mouse, which is <laughs> amazing. I I know it's something small and it's it's nothing in the grand scheme of things, but it's so good. It is ridiculous. So just to to just in case you don't quite get what Edward is saying here, pointerpointer.com knows where your pointer your mouse pointer is on the screen and when you stop moving there is a random image of somebody pointing at it or touching it that's it that is literally yeah. the whole point of pointer pointer and as ludicrous as it is it is glorious it's so good <laughs> now actually i wanted to talk to you about this now edward mentioned he wasn't sure where the images might come from now, if you yeah. look at them, these are not like stock images and stuff. To me, no, it it's feels photos. like yes, it feels like an AI crawled social media for 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 fingers pointing. And of course, because if if it's set to be publicly available, you know, and you haven't hidden your photos, well, then I guess it's fair game. Um, and that leads me to why you should be careful online and why you should really have your private yeah. settings in place because pointer pointer might feature you at some point. That's that's the thing. Like, <laughs> it, it, these are candid photos. Like, yeah. I've been going through a few of them now, and it's so weird, but it's so good. Well, pointerpointer.com. If you're listening, yeah. we want royalties for this endorsement. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. We're, we're literally giving you an ad, okay? <laughs> the least you can do is give, send us something. Well, no. with that on the mind, I'm going to point you all to... The smell of semen. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) That's so crass. I know. (laughs) Okay, right. So this is is an interesting one. Now, in South Africa, Hmm. and I suppose in most places in the world, if you're lucky enough to live in a city with beautiful trees um, or flowers, you might often smell a scent wafting through the atmosphere. If perhaps you go for a walk, or if you just live in a wonderful area and it wafts through the windows. As I mentioned in South Africa, we have the jacaranda plant. And not only does it look beautiful, but it also smells beautiful when it when it yeah, blooms and it comes amazing. out. Now, weirdly enough, I never really thought about this before. I mean, I don't see why I would, because I wouldn't imagine something to just naturally smell like this. apparently there is a tree that smells like semen for two weeks every year (laughs) the question is isn't that the entire thing of you are what you eat and your semen smells different depending on that how okay what is the general smell of semen you know you know edward you know there is there is there is an average smell Okay, there is yeah, a there is general a smell. smell, regardless of what you've eaten for breakfast the night before. I or, assume it's I mean, my smell. Or, no, you know? Okay, okay, well, you, okay, well, I guess many people haven't had the opportunity to smell other people's semen. I mean, neither have no. I. But, but you know what yours smells like. <laughs> yes. Okay, there, that general smell is what it yeah. smells like. And it's, it's, it's a funny thing. I remember years ago, um, and this is just an anecdote to this. I was in the kitchen in our previous home with um, my cousin and he took a glass out of the cupboard and he just, 
I saw his face like contort and he just put it down and he was like, he said, listen, cuz, um, there's something wrong with these glasses. And I was like, what? What's wrong with them? And he was like, just smell this. So he, ga- he gave it to me. And, and look, they just had been freshly washed. Okay. I've had that before. So I, I, I put my, my nose into it and I was like, and then I just looked at him and he just looked at me. Uh, yeah. And I was like, it smells like sperm. And he was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually had that before. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> okay. There is, there's a reason why. There is a reason why. Okay. Okay. Now, Back to the tree, because this all relates to the yeah. tree at, at the same time. This is the whole point of the semen tree, which is actually called the Pyrus Kalayana, which is quite a, quite a nice name, um, known as the ornamental pear in Australia or the calorie pear, Bradford pear in the United States. Now, the Bradford, uh, the Bradford pear, you know, poor Brad. Anyway, uh, yes. <laughs> it's actually a beautiful tree. It has, um, it is a um, it's, it's, it's white covered basically with white petals and each flower has five petals. It's really, really nice. And it's actually indigenous to China and Vietnam. Anyway, back from that, back from that. The smell. So the reason why that unusual smell comes about is because they've obviously looked into the tree, but also in general to do with semen is because of, of, Certain chemicals, namely trimethylamine and dimethylamine. And these are essentially forms of ammonia. Yeah. Okay. And ammonia is often in cleaning salves. All right. And guess what else is in sperm? Ammonia. So it's a very interesting topic because essentially that unique smell is like a very soft ammonia smell. Wow. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> that, that, <laughs> so that's actually see, super interesting. I, I love the realization in your face just now when I was like that freshly that freshly washed cup from like some yeah. that liquid or whatever and why it has that smell. That smell. Well now you know. It's good it's not your imagination. You know, you, you see you, you as a man, you know what it smells like, okay? Because you've been yeah. enjoying yourself for a long period of time and everybody has smelled and tasted their own, okay? If you haven't, you're lying. So <laughs> everybody knows the smell. You know it. You just, you know it. So it's it's interesting. So it's just very interesting. That just proves that semen is as dirty as it looks because <laughs> I don't... I, I must confess, I don't like the look of it at all. It's dirty. It goes everywhere. It gets sticky. Anyway, that's beside the point. It's I don't know why yours is dirty. Clean. Mine is Big. lush. <laughs> <laughs> it's tight. Uh, it's it it it's actually one of the cleaner things, and and it even smells like I dare say soap. Uh, well, no, <laughs> that's how I, clean I, I, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it 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 smells chemically, right? A little, like, I guess that's the way that you you could describe it. I mean, I wouldn't say it smells well, like soap. Um. Anyway, anyway, it's 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 just an interesting thing. And if you're wondering why the plants do this, or the trees do it, they do it because of the way all the other trees do it. It's to attract insects. So, with that in mind, it's probably a good idea to not be ejaculating outdoors. Because if insects are attracted to this tree, y'all must know you're gonna have some they're going to be <laughs> they're going to be coming to your man juices if you're not careful. <laughs> My only question is, who walked past this tree, some scientist, and thought, I need to investigate. I need to put some 
time and effort into the smell Edward, of industry because Edward, to me it sounds literally any man. <laughs> I mean, it, it just just this imagine the scenario. Of, okay, okay. First of all, okay, I guess you know we live in a much a much better age. You know, twenty twenty one. Talking yeah. about this, you know, there isn't any of this. Oh, 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 how do you know what it smells like? Like, listen, bitch, I have a I have a penis, and <laughs> that's how I know. I know what it smells like, obviously. <laughs> so, you know, you could imagine maybe in like the 1800s or something, some guy walking around and being like, "Why does that smell awfully familiar?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> Would no, probably smell it and immediately what look down and be like, "I didn't miss, did I?" Like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> look at your hands that I wash, that I clean up. Yes, exactly. Oh my goodness, my goodness. So now you know fr- from that, Ed, I have to ask you. I mean, yeah. fine. We're talking about washing and uh, you know your clothes and apparel and that. Would you wear Pornhub branded apparel? I would. Easy. Why? Why? If, if they ever. If they would ever sponsor this show, I'd wear the <laughs> hell out of the t-shirts. And just generally, I don't mind the brand. Um, also, it seems to be memed out of hell nowadays. So if you wear it now, people will just be like, oh, cool dude, and walk past. So I don't, I wouldn't even okay, feel embarrassed. I, I, okay, I guess that's the point. It's so commonplace now. Everybody recognizes yeah. it. And the sound, because if anybody's on TikTok yeah, or Instagram Reels, y'all know. You'll know what we're talking about. Look, it's it's interesting because I never. I mean, I guess ignorance. I should have imagined that it, that that they would have branched out at some point in time or the other. Now, maybe I never noticed because I'm not somebody who likes to wear branded items. I just don't. Oh, I don't. I don't yeah. like if you can see the brand of something that I'm wearing. I I would. Well, I wouldn't buy it. I don't like that. I don't like people to know what I'm wearing. I don't know unless it's, it's just, some <laughs> Pokemon T-shirt. Okay, listen, I had to do that for like brand brand deal. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, I I wore that because, you know, they, they sent it my way and you got you guys know I love Pokemon. And, you know, I had the goodies and I was like, the least I can do is show it off, you know? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you know, that also was given to me. I ain't gonna be walking into a shop and oh, I say that, but I did buy a Pokemon sh- a Pokemon shirt in Japan. But only because there was no logo on it. It was just a whole lot of tiny little Pikachus forming a pattern. See, like, to be like, fair, that looks good. But that's what I'm yeah. saying. See, like that attracts me. Okay, anyway, 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 back to why I'm talking about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's because <laughs> so Pornhub is uh, they've collaborated with some design firm in uh, Berlin called Namilia, and in so doing, they've created a whole lot of like short sleeves and, and and like hoodies and you know clothing that I guess the generation currently likes to wear or the well kind of like Edward's look right now if you're watching the video. And of course, it's 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 tastefully Pornhub, you know, like you can see the the the, the orange line, you know, that kind of thing, and maybe like the odd, um, you know, like they have like a, lo- a logo thing. Anyway, they have the um, thing, yeah, yes, yes, oval yes, thing. yes. So in addition to that, though, they've also created a spray paint, which is that Pornhub yellow, <laughs> and just the yellow, uh, yeah, like you know that like yellow orange. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah. Far, as far as I understand, it's basically whatever the logo color is, and I made a spray paint out of it. That's and a good color, though. Look, it is. I just, it's just, it's just interesting to me. I mean, like, imagine, yeah. imagine spray painting something, and somebody's like, "What is it?" You're like, it's Pornhub yellow. 
Like, what else should I say? <laughs> like, 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 whatever, bitch. I'm cool, you know? Yeah, like, let me straight Actually, paint my controller you know what? in peace. Let, let, yeah, this is what, this is, thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say. Because Edward loves doing DIY stuff. So I'm thinking maybe we add this to our ever-growing ever list of things that we want to buy and never do. And then you can do this and spray paint your controller to be Pornhub yellow. Hey? I would not mind. I, I am like. I'm very keen on this actually, like legit keen. Okay, anyway, right yeah. back back to the whole thing. Um, <laughs> More to add to the list. Um, long, you know, the crux of it is they just it's a design company working with Pornhub, and the reason why they specifically also selected graffiti is because they believe that artists who graffiti things are always in a voyage of self exploration and expression, just like porn. Yeah. Mm. Whatever floats your boat. I, I mean, yeah. you know, whatevs. Either way, the, the the crux of this is that we're getting Pornhub yellow spray paint and we're going to spray paint all the things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spray paint a desk, maybe, maybe a mic or two. Oh, gosh. I don't know. No, you, no, you don't. You touch those yetis, okay? <laughs> we'll, we'll spray paint. Oh, you know what? Do you have a spare controller, actually? Because this would be, quite, this would be um, quite fun. I have my purple one. Which is faded Ooh, black, now, which looks that amazing. One, yes, there we and go. I have my okay. my dark X, Series X one. Well, you, I mean, maybe do the Series X. I think we don't have a spare Series X one somewhere. That's fine. We'll make a plan. We'll make a plan. Let's just not yeah, worry too much yeah. about it. Now, talking about toys, you found something yes. from Lily Allen. Yet another celebrity yes. who's decided to get into the market of pleasure. But this one actually looks like it actually. <laughs> Will add instead of detract <laughs> oh, you, from you, the entire. You mean, you mean mean versus whatever Gwyneth Paltrow is is currently pushing? Please, right? yes. The the vibrator that Anything doesn't look like a vibrator, pushing. but it looks like a vibrator. Yes, that one, <laughs> that, the dual bladed vibrator. Um, so Lily Allen, she's partnered up with uh, with a um company called Womanizer. Oh, that song from Britney Spears. Womanizer. Womanizer. <laughs> I know okay, that's anyway. exactly I, what I thought. Um. Uh, to to create the Liberty, which is a very, very po- tiny pocket-sized um, sex toy, essentially. I don't want to say vibrator because while it is a vibrator, it's similar to the one we discussed a few weeks back um, pertaining to the male um, flashlights, uh, which uses the suction one. and oh. air. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so... The Liberty, okay, and you know all of. I love that name. Do you know what it makes you think of? I, I know, I know, I know I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm changing it, but Liberty Bell. <clears throat> and I think oh, yeah. isn't she an actor? Isn't she one of the superheroes from The Boys? Liberty, yeah, she's that right that innocent one, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, I, I think so. I stand to be corrected, but anyway, okay, great. Name. No, no, great is, name. Is that her actual name or her superior? Name? I can't remember. It's, it's been a while. Anyway. I don't know. It was like Starlight or something, but Liberty Bell, I've just got that on my mind and I need to know where that's from now if it's not from the boys. Gosh. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Lily yeah, Allen. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Hey, hey, hey. Restoration. Yeah. Lily Allen's Liberty. E- <laughs> Liberty. Well done, Lily Allen. Well done. Life. No. She's cool, by the way. I like her music. <laughs> Um, if, if I was still editing episodes, I would cut that out because we haven't been paid for that segment. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that was definitely unpaid. Anyway, um, it as we all know, celebrity stuff always gets overhyped, and the same is with this one. So, 
on the webpage for it. It's described as it. So sorry, it claims to, and I quote: "Take intense orgasms beyond the bedroom with their patented pleasure air technology." Oh gosh! No, wait, wait, hold it. Their patented pat technology. Yeah, yeah, it's the pat <laughs> technology. That's what it is. <laughs> How on brand? Um, so is what it is is essentially pulsating airwaves, which but not forward. Wait, which hold is up, the same hold as, up. We had air cycling waves for men. Now this is air suction yes, for women. Yes, but this is specifically suction. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm not sure exactly how it works. The website doesn't go into it, but they have With cute air. graphs and stuff. Eh? <laughs> with air, Edward. <laughs> yeah, it works with air. Um some reviewers actually i found a review which i didn't link now for some stupid reason that specifically went into how it feels like a real the real act of cunnilingus and they've never experienced this before and obviously coming from a sex toy that's quite maybe a um, maybe she just had bad cunnilingus Maybe. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm really devil's advocate. I don't know. Bad, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it comes with six intensity levels, which ensures orgasms are always unique. I don't know. I, I mean, six after six times, it won't be that unique, will it? Um, <laughs> it comes with a sleek protective case, and it's literally pocket size. I will say it looks amazing. It looks like a little droplet thingy. Um, it is IPX. No. <laughs> For those of you who are watching the who are not watching the video, I just brought up my bra case from my, yeah, my AirPods Max AirPods. when he when Edward was talking about cases. <laughs> it, and it looks so bad. Anyway, <laughs> it's IPX seven waterproof, so you can take it into your bath with you, or I you think know, IPX seven you know, is up to see, two meters. That to me is interesting because yeah. we all know that fornication in water is actually not pleasurable yeah it takes away the lube yes but then again i suppose and also but hang on if i stand correct to be corrected as well you shouldn't really be pushing soapy water up your vagina either so yeah so is 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 what is this just doing the clitoris then uh, as far as i know it's not going inside at all it's it's literally clitoral stimulation okay that's perfect um perfect oh of course it would be it's it's kind of lingus yeah okay yes uh, it does offer up to 120 minutes of continuous pleasure oh, on one single charge, which is huge. Um, coming a long from time, stuff like yeah. the cock ring of last week, <laughs> um, which we don't even know the the charge of. This is actually massive. 120 minutes. Um, it it has a magnetic pen charging cable, which means it's what it's essentially wireless charging, um, even though it's not. Meg said, y'all, it's, it's everywhere now. <laughs> it's, it's literally everywhere. And it's fast charging. So if you did Oh, I love that. It, that's, you can, uh, yes. And you know, see, that's fantastic. Because everybody yeah. knows when the mood strikes, you don't want to wait. You want exactly. it now. So, so what you can do is, if you see it's flat, you just pop it onto its magnetic little thing. You quickly watch a 10-minute video to get yourself going. And you take it <laughs> off and go to the bathroom or whatever you do. Or get a snack um, or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or no, snack. No, start Some running the cucumber. bath. Or are you there? Yeah. Yeah. So start warming the shower. I mean, it's waterproof. Um, and yeah, it comes in four colors, of which I must admit, the powder blue and lilac looks sexy. Um, it's it actually, looks it looks beautiful. premium. Yeah. 
Now, it sounds like I'm Beautiful. selling this thing, which I'm not because <laughs> it's super expensive as well. Um, oh, is it? 99 US dollar. Oh, that's not is, expensive. I don't know, man. That's that's one that's about 2000 bucks at the that's moment. That's not expensive. Do you know how much a flashlight is in South Africa? The average one. <laughs> okay, how much is the average one? It's like three and a half grand. Mm, that's not so bad. We, um, what? We're, we're talking about a piece of silicon that does nothing versus Lily Allen's Liberty that is waterproof, it charges, it has vibration modes, it's sleek, it has a bag. And you're telling me this bucks. is expensive. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you put it in context, I guess it makes more sense. Um, I don't know. It's For me, something that only stimulates the top shouldn't be that expensive because I've seen uh, clitoral stimulates, stimulators for like 50 bucks. You know, so say what now? Yeah, if you go to womanizer.com, they even have cheaper ones. Um so so now see now I'm curious. Now I'm curious. Is yeah. this this pet, you know, paid pleasure yeah. hair technology that they're talking about legit? Mm-hmm. Or is this just Lily Allen tax? That's the thing. I don't know. But the reviews seem to lord this thing. It's it's getting rave reviews from Everywhere on the website, obviously the website will only show the good ones. You know, um, personally, it would be so incredible if she actually mm-hmm. had a hand in designing it. Do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the times, yeah, when it's celebrities, just tack on name. yes, when they endorse products or if they release something, it's just some generic Chinese product with their brand slapped on it. Yeah. Now, if she actually legitimately took the time and the effort to help design and create this. I would be very impressed. Yeah. Very impressed. That's the thing. Say what you will about Gwyneth Paltrow, but we know she's been involved in 100% of that process. Yes. Thank Um, you. Thank you. And that's the thing about this. I don't know. Um, There's no way of knowing at all. Um, Her face is all over the website for this thing. Um, She's talking about it apparently. And yeah, it looks good. That's all I think. Okay, cool. Well, look, Um, now with this in mind, Okay. Yes. And, and talking about cunnilingus, you yeah. have found ways to keep masturbation fresh. Do yes. tell, Edward. Do tell. Well, excuse me. So the thing is, last week we touched is this, on. Wait, is is this for men and women? It's mostly for women, but I okay, think perfect. many of this can attribute can be attributed to, well, to I mean, men as well. We're kind of simple. <laughs> Like That's l- l- let's be re- let's be real here. It doesn't take much for us to 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 get going and be done, and you just know? be done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think no matter what you do, you can always keep it fresh if you're a male, um, except for maybe the fact that it always feels the same. That's why you need the fancy air vibration three thousand or whatever <laughs> it was called. Um, Actually, I don't. I don't know. I would. I would. I would. Maybe I wouldn't hesitate to disagree a little bit. I think mm. we're because we're, we're such simple creatures that as long as it feels good, feels it doesn't good. matter if it's exactly the same every day. It Maybe would, you know what I'm saying, or, or rather, let me let me put it this way um, as a counter argument. Personally, as in personal experience, it's happened to me that I've been super horny, okay, and then I went and did my thing. And I just couldn't finish and get okay. into the right mindset okay. because okay. it wasn't okay. enjoyable. Okay, so 
So maybe not. I am I with know. you on that one. I have felt exactly the same way. However, however, <laughs> what changed it, Edward? What's changed it? What's your sex toy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. No. That's true. Listen, no. That's very, listen, very listen, true. listen. Remember, remember uh, a couple of episodes back, we spoke about how if you're using something and maybe you get used to it, right? Yes. We've been using these things for our hands for like for 30 decades. years. We are, they are <laughs> yeah. done. Done. Finish. <laughs> we need something else. <laughs> maybe a new position will help in that fact. With your hand. I don't know. I don't know. No. I don't know. That's why I'm saying this is mostly attributed to women. Um. No, but look, what, no, but you see, see what, what I'm getting at is you, mm-hmm. you currently, you have a partner. Yeah. A, a long term yes. partner. You're getting married at the yes. end of the year. You're yeah. used to a particular kind of Feel. feeling. Yes. Yes. So when you don't have that, of course, while your body's going to be like, listen, bitch, nah. Nah, nah, nah. It's uh, this this is give. not. This is not great. We're done here. We've lost interest. Bye bye, libido. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, I, yeah, I guarantee, yeah. I guarantee you, if you had to get yourself something like, uh, uh, like the flashlight that I mentioned earlier, I am mm-hmm. pretty sure you'd be able to go. I, I really do because the sensation likely might not be identical to what you're now used to. You know, you're used to like the diamond, the diamond level platinum, right at the but, top. But it's it's. But, I, it's you know, you're going to come down a bit say. to gold and silver, but that's still better than nothing. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, when you mentioned the diamond, I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, mm, I can kind of see the resemblance. <laughs> anyway. Okay. We're, we're digressing mm. mega. Um, so, so for women, um, maybe sometimes, or, or no, it, it, the thought just occurred to me. <laughs> I'm digressing again. I, I like it. The, I, this is just us, though. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so maybe the way, even if we are simple as men, and let's say women as well, they're not simple, but um, it gets old um, if you do it the same way. Yeah. Yeah. The mere fact, the mere thought of doing something in a different position or different area of the house or something, maybe that'll trigger a Ooh, sense of freshness. You mean like. The raciness, like I could be caught at any moment. Oh, I guess if if you're into that kind of thing, yeah, I'll do it in the yeah. in the apartment hallway and let's see. <laughs> no, maybe not. Maybe that's a little. I mean, I was thinking maybe a little, a little too bit. Much. I was thinking maybe a little bit tamer than that. Just kind of like you oh, like the, mom and dad can come no, out. You minute. keep the window shades open so the neighbors across the way, if they happen to look, would see. Oh, I get that. Do you, yeah. you, see, you see what what I mean, yeah. right? <laughs> Not in the jeez, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like like go out into the open. Okay, okay. See, no, I'm, no, no, I'm no. immediately thinking porn up and stuff, which is not look super real. What is interesting about what you're saying now, and I just had a quick glance through your list, is that some of that yeah. is actually on here, and that you know the, yeah. the whole changing of position, whereby I see you have here that like lying on your back is the obvious natural position for almost everybody, yes, right. But yeah. then towards the bottom there, you've got like doggy. So, you know, yes. that, that goes, I would say that goes for both. So like, imagine mm. from, speaking from a ma- male perspective, you know, if you're used to like doing it from the shower or whatever, like the whole time you're standing, but I would mm-hmm. imagine if you had to maybe get on your knees in the shower, it could make a bit of a difference. Do you, look, just as an example, you get what I'm saying here, right? Even, yes, even that, that general change in position would make your mind switch on a little bit differently. Easily. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, that, that's, that's my 
thoughts behind it anyway. And also, and for many, yes. I just wanted to say, and I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm skipping here or whatever. I'm sorry, but I see you've got Wait, the what? mirrors here, and I just yeah. want to say you've got the thing. This is like looking at yourself as hot. I don't know if this is TMI for the podcast, but that's like my thing. What is? <laughs> That's the thing. So that's your thing, okay? It's not really mine, but there is something to be said about the fact that the intimacy of 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 you and you alone is strong. And many people they've <laughs> never um they've never experienced that in their lives because they think it's a weird thing. It was, this is um, so funny. It's just like it's perpetuating being forever alone. <laughs> No, it's not. It's perpetuating it because you it's like you don't have anybody with you, so you've got to yourself. love yourself. But you can love yourself even when you when you are with someone. Uh, okay. And that's the thing. It shouldn't be this this topic of oh, as soon as marriage life starts, it's all over, buddy. No, that um, means you now have a mirror on the ceiling. No, the thing about that is, I'll never trust it. Because you're worried that it's going to fall. Perpetual yeah. fear that it's going to fall. I do love the idea of the the floor to. Oh, sorry, I'm bumping the mic. The the idea of floor to ceiling mirrors though i love well, like that cupboards idea and stuff. i actually i actually have that in my room here it's actually really nice yeah, it, it, yeah. it's in one of the stories one of the, the stories ian and i have written together um the one of the characters have an entire wall of floor to ceiling mirrors and it's amazing i love that idea anyway that's amazing okay uh, sorry yeah uh so yes l- 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 let's go through this list quickly and then we can carry on yes talking. yeah <laughs> so the, the the idea behind this list is is for women to to ref, to feel fresh after they they've done it because many women they do it in one single way like in bed or on their backs now now this list goes through the back as you said and through the through the usual things including the mirrors but but what i found fascinating about this is that they also mention that what the certain positions are good for so such as the the the, the back thing it's actually very good for folks who are bigger bodied folks who can't really um stretch that far or or need to to uh who'd, who'd always try the to to be uncomfortable while they're they're yeah. they're stimulating um sometimes just um getting used to the fact that that being on your back is also sexy and also hot um can go a long way now they call it the basic on your back um position and that's what I'm just calling it as well. Then they also have the lazy solo lover, which is basically whoop just, whoop. <laughs> it, it, this is basically the one you have when you're on your bed, um, either le- uh, leaning against the wall or over a bunch of pillows. Um, and for, for all intents and purposes, this is the one that you use to, to really stimulate you know the what? G-spot. I, I would according say this, to is more, this. this is probably... It's the reason why I say they say the lazy solo is because it's just the easiest position. Like if you're already sitting reading a book yes. and the mood strikes, you don't really have to exactly much. fifty you're shades. In the position. Boom, yeah. bang. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, this is this one, and and it also states that you're closer to your your lady bits if you do it in this position. Um, so so I don't know if it's also as good for for the and I'm saying in air quotes bigger bodied folks, but um, I suppose this one will work just as well. Um, but apparently, the, the the way you're reclined in this position is very good to stimulate the G spot because it's it's um, it's your body is convex when you do this, and 
but while your body is convex, your your torso area is actually concave, um, which uh, which means it's it's outwards compared to your body, which is inwards, so and that will obviously enable you. Could, mm-hmm. could people could people make love that way? They could. Um, Might be a bit I difficult. I think they could because you'd have to really arch your back back, right? Yes, which is I great because so. it's, it's, it's it's called it's called the cobra in yoga. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of yoga, um, the the next one is called the flick and fly, and that's basically the yoga position. That's the that's the uh, the lotus position in yoga. Um, okay, wow. Which is which is where you sit flat on the ground um, with your feet touch your your soles touching each other, and it's it basically. Um, tenses hey, up listen, all your floor that, muscles. That makes sense, though, because when you when you're with your partner, she can put her legs around your the, your, around you, and then that makes. I sense. guess so. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That makes sense. And and as I said, what this does is it's it tenses up all your floor muscles. And the 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 list I found is they basically mention that orgasms are a series of muscular spasms, which it basically is. Um, Obviously, the best with kind of spasm. Uh, e- the best kind. Yes, and the only kind worth help. having, because any other muscle <laughs> spasm is so painful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really is. To be fair, um, let me put it this way: if you are in the gym and you you're busy working your bicep and you touch your bicep, there is this link that happens, which which makes you more aware of the muscle being worked. This is the same. It's, it makes it's you feel hard. It's gonna make you feel hot. Come on, think, yeah. no, think about um, it. Look, anybody who's been to the gym, anybody guess, who knows the about pump, the pump feels good. That swell, it does. You know, it actually does. Yeah. Well, like, that's why. Ooh, you know. That's why it feels good when things down there are when you're pumping in Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and then it's the mirror, which is basically which just looking at yourself. We've basically um, spoken about already. But but the idea behind this, uh, besides it looking hot, and which is a point I added, the, not they added, <laughs> um, is so you can sit in front of the mirror and see yourself experimenting, um, maybe with with the way you're you're um, tapping the way, with the way you're you're stroking it's different with the rhythms, way, yeah, with the way you move, uh... yeah. It, yeah. It's meant. It's meant for you as a learning thing. But yeah, yeah. as I said, I added the fact that it, it looking at yourself is hot. Um, it's sometimes a very good thing. Um, moving on, there's there's the on your stomach position, which is literally just laying f- instead of on the bed reclined or on in front of the mirror sitting down in a lotus position, you're just on the bed on your stomach. Now, it this one is akin. Is it really comfortable though? I mean, I would not think so. You see, look, I, I mentioned this because um, I often have, I have bought a massager recently, as I've, I've mentioned several times before, and I often get my mm-hmm. back massaged in the evenings. And yeah. obviously, I've got to lie down for that. Now, I don't have a massaging table, so there's no real place yeah. for my uh, head to go, I suppose. And I found that, of course, if I'm on my stomach and so on and so forth, like the neck pain from being in one it's, direction for too long is very uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know? I wouldn't find it comfortable at all. But like when I sleep, I'm on my back straight. I'm one of those 
number seven guys whenever you see the guides and, and they ask oh which, which number are you i'm the guy that that blanks while i sleep um <laughs> because it's so uncomfortable any other way and even pleasuring myself i could not imagine that if i were a woman either um but this mm. website um they they say that it's it's for people who enjoy grinding before the act or or as a um oh man I, i'm blanking now but but what you do before you you go full in um okay it it's people who like that kind of thing Look, they will probably love this the next position. the next one for me is is just hilarious the way that you've got it there the deep dildo dildo that's what and it's the, called on the website as well the um, why that's so funny to me is because of that previous episode where we were talking about accidents Oops, I fell. So, you know. Yeah, oops, I oops, fell I, into no, this. Oops, I, I was doing squats and I didn't realize that there was this dildo on the floor. Oops, you know. And you just directed a porn up episode. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that one as well. So <laughs> what this is, is I, I don't think this is as much of a new position as anything because if you are an owner of, of a sex toy with a suction end, Chances are that you will Listen, have used the, this position. The other interesting thing about this to me is this is this is the female on top position. And yes, is, that's is, essentially exactly it, what it is. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, in the bit, they, they also attribute this bit to, to the side wall. Um, if you're less flexible, if you have knee issues, you can always put it on... on uh, on, on a seat, a chair, or maybe even the side of, of your shower and do it that way, uh, which which differs in, uh, which is a very well, I mean, but position. Th- that, that goes into the next next one, though, technically. Yeah, such yeah. as doggy. Um, so if best, you put it on best, the wall best, and you best, do best, that. Best, 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 I think better. So, so <laughs> many, many people, they love playing with their butts. They, they love the butt stuff, okay? Um, and turns out that if you put a plug in there and go on your fo- on all fours and just stimulate yourself that way with maybe your your right hand or your left hand while you're on your knees and the other hand is supporting you, this is also a form of mega stimulation. Um, apparently, I'm I'm not sure which part of the the vagina this will stimulate that much more than others. Maybe uh, maybe it's maybe just a general it's thing. About, maybe it pushes but, pressure. You know, because you you fill Maybe. in one cavity, so it actually pushes it. You know, pushes it takes pressure, and then and then it, when you when you go in from the the vagina side, it's actually like you know more of a more contact, possibly. That's possibly it. Um, to be fair, mm. um, I wouldn't know honestly, but yeah, that that's the second to last point, and the very last point is called the bathtub and spray. Oh, um, oh, oh, yeah. Anybody who's ever been in a bath. And who has never it, taken the shower head to do things with is a liar. Well, they actually <laughs> don't mention that one. Um, they, they go particularly into um, reclining back into the bathtub and just enjoying yourself. Um, th- this is how many women um, find out that they they are squirters um, oh. versus normal ejaculators. And this is the, the reason for this is, I guess, um, they also mention that. This is where most women will have started out um, uh, by by figuring out their bodies and such, um, because obviously 
you bath every day. Yes. Um, well, that's the hope. Yes. But they also <laughs> just lightly mention that the detachable shower head does make a difference and it's worth trying out. Um, it should be noted. Oh, come on. It feels when great. You use, when you use this with the water pressure and everything, it's it's good to give yourself a good break because spraying water, especially chlorinated water onto your bits, um, it can get in there and that can get, cause an infection. And that's just what have, I want to mention. Specifically if you have a vagina, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's they say it's a perfect recipe for an orgasm. <laughs> and maybe it is. Maybe if if you've started out this way and you forgot and you've only been doing it in fancy ways, maybe go back to your basics. Go back, back to the to bar, the enjoy yourself. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's why I wanted to mention that last bit. And yeah, it's and at the end of the day. That <laughs> wonderful recipe in mind. Ooh, yeah, there we go. We come to the end of NSFW. <laughs> Sorry, I, th- I figured I'd just try and save you there for a second because, like, <laughs> going, at the end of the day, going from what we were talking about to nothing, to... you know. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly it. That's exactly it. <laughs> this was. I enjoyed this episode because. It was a good episode. It was. It's actually. I know we had the unedited one a few weeks back. Mm. This is like a legit unedited one, though. We haven't had any interruptions. Yeah. We haven't had any hardware failures. Um, I double and triple checked which we know of before. Oh. Yes, that we know of. That we know of. So <laughs> this was this was good. Yeah. Well, this mm. is the end of uh, Giddle Fifty Two, Season Two, Episode Ten. Thank yep. you for those of you who submitted some really great things some topics that we love we always adore hearing from all of you and i'm looking forward to next week now i have to now get some more entertainment things in because i I didn't have much to speak about today but (laughs) don't worry i I think next week will be a little bit jam-packed in the reviews department as well for both Ah, of us yes that's right because we have things in the wings that are finally finally going to come to fruition things in the wings Things in the wings. <laughs> I love that. I love that thing. <laughs> That's Alrighty a good then. One. Okay, Ed. And for our wonderful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in once again. We hope you all mm-hmm. have a magnificent week ahead. And we look forward to seeing you all again next week. Ciao. Yeah. Bye.